0: Kevin Holland versus Marvin Vittori at UFC Vegas 23. Now, this fight, I did, I, looking just at the past performances. Kevin Holland, which was obvious about his past performance against Derek Brunson, was it, at UFC, um, UFC 2, I'm not going to say the wrong thing off the top of my head, but his last performance against Derek Brunson, uh, which wasn't, just wasn't that good. He was talking throughout the whole fight, and basically, you know, he fucked up, and, uh, you know, he lost, Against Marvin Vittori. Well, in this fight, I said that Marvin Vittori. Looking at Marvin Vittori's past, Marvin Vittori's past performance. That Marvin Vittori's stand up was is good, but his takedowns, are uh, better. his ground game is really good. His ground game is really good, as that's what we saw in this fight. Um, and I have to say that Kevin Holland. One of the things I met, I noticed one of, the, one of the first things I noticed about this fight is that um, he wasn't he wasn't talking at all. He's rarely uh, barely <laughs> barely ever talking at all. Uh, his post. Um, interview uh with one of the uh, journalists there he said that while well, he's just gonna i think uh, go fly home uh, have some drinks and go out to the clubs or whatever uh that's just some sort of wise guy um sort of comment cheeky comment um but the fight you know um, at first it did um the fight itself i uh, can see holland's stand-up was good it was good um vittorio's stand-up was uh was okay, but I think where he really, where Vittori really, really excelled, where he really, really shone was the ground game, the takedowns. You know, he, he was really good with those and he managed to control his opponent, you know, his wrestling. Uh, you can see his wrestling and his jiu jitsu, all of that It in his ground game was really, really good. He managed to keep Holland on the ground for um, a long while and he managed managed to control Holland and keep him there while I was dishing out some clean strikes and uh, well it's obvious uh, Rattori won but for a unanimous decision uh, for now for Kevin Holland and this is something I'm going to probably come back to again towards the end of the podcast um, this will now be a second fight uh, second fight which he's lost uh, two in a row uh, the first one was against as I said uh, was against Derrick Bronson and this one uh, was against Marvin Rattori and um, one of the things that's should sure I say no? I'll say that towards the end, but uh, I mean, overall, I think can I, th- can I say honestly that I called it? Um, yes, because I said just looking at the two guys, I thought that Marvin and would have the upper hand here. Uh, Kevin Holland, who you know, in, in the file, will also say when it comes to stand up, you know, his reaches are long, you know, the way he, his, he punches, I mean, um. Where his shots gonna land? It can be with a, with significant distance away from him. So you could see in the fire that he does have a long reach, but um, again, where he um, where he um, really 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 lacks is his ground game. His wrestling needs to be a lot better. So you could see that that it, when it comes to being taken down, clinch, being clinched, being wrestled down onto the floor, jiu-jitsu, judo, um, you know Marvin Vitoria really had the upper hand there. Uh, you know many of the people in the mixed martial arts community were saying that um, one guy even said that um, holland needs to be locked up in the cage to just learn wrestling for what two weeks or so or just to learn wrestling for as long as it takes him to improve his wrestling so uh, and not to, uh, to forget holland took this fight on at short notice um, because the the other guy he is someone who everybody knows, Darren Till. Um, he he was initially scheduled to fight um, Marvin Vittori, but because he injured his collarbone, I think it was a collarbone, or he had a serious injury somewhere, um, he couldn't fight, so he had to pull out. So up next was Arnold Allen versus Zodik Yusuf, the featherweight division. So Arnold Allen... So on Allen showed some good ground game, and um, you know Yusuf, uh, though when he had Yusuf on the floor, he did ma- Yusuf um, did manage to uh, slip out of it. But Allen's uh, stand up was really good. You know, he's, he was really good with the counter striking, and there was that mean left hand that sent um, his opponent um, just running backwards towards <laughs> towards the other side of the octagon. Um, But even uh, even when he was dishing out some head kicks, and when he lost his balance twice, I think on each occasion they dished out, tried to dish out, or not tried, but he actually dished out a a good, clean head kick. He did lose his balance and fall over, fall over, but he managed to get right back up again in the next second. And he won by unanimous decision. And um, this fight, I I actually said that um, Yusuf would actually win. I think the reason I gave probably was because um, was it because his striking was really good, his stand-up was really good that the other guy probably wouldn't win. But I think I've seen and with the other fights I'm just yet to talk about. Um, it's it's not really about how I think it's it's more to do with not just with um, how much power you have. A power can help you with um, a striking when it comes to knockouts and TKOs. Yeah, it's really good help with that. Understandably, when it comes to um, other things such as uh, not being not be, not when it comes to things such as not gassing out too soon in, in into the fight especially early on into the fight and um and having good stand-up having good jitsu, having good ground game and you not know, being tactical being patient with your with your um how you fight you have to really you have to be really really smart so um i for some of these fights I saw on the card, I thought that one opponent would win just because of you know, they have they're a bit bigger, they have, they're more muscular, they're a lot more leaner, they're much more athletic. So I thought because they have those um, attributes on their side that they would have the upper pa- they would have the upper hand when it when it came to um, fighting and defeating their opponent. But that wasn't the case, especially for the last the last fight I'm going to talk about. So moving on, we have Sam Alvey versus Julian Marquez now. This is the middleweight division. Both now to start off with, both guys did show some pretty decent stand-up. Um but Marquez did seem to be uh, at the beginning from what I could see, this is my first interpretation and my first thoughts. Marquez did seem like he was guessing the worst end of the deal at the beginning of the fight, but towards the end, uh, you know, he he changed things a lot and he just let loose with the counter striking and he got his opponent RV on on the floor and then soon after he's gone into a naked chokehold, and he won by a technical submission i'd have to say that looking at alvi's record um this is his fifth loss in a row so um it's although nothing's been said i'm just wondering you know because i've seen when a fighter reaches a certain age and you know I'm, i'm guessing that in some scenarios if they've lost so many fights in a row. Uh, especially if it's like one, two, three, four, five, and these are their their recent fights. They've just fought. They've just fought without a single intervening winning fight that they've won. Regardless of their age, I've got to, you know where the where the UFC is con- is concerned, I'm wondering whether they are going to potentially cut them if they're losing all those fights and they're not really making any proper progress in winning. Because after this is his fifth loss in fifth loss in a row. Um, nothing has been said, but I'm just wondering what Dana White will be thinking, and if the, he's th- what 34 years old, 34 going on 35, or 33 going on 34. Um, so I'm wondering uh, whether the organization are going to be having uh, you know, just considering whether they should cut him and whether he would have to um, go to another organization, probably go to Bellator, one championship. Um, who knows? Because after this fight, he did post quite an emotional um video on his Instagram or his Twitter, and um. Yeah, he just uh, wasn't wasn't happy about how how the whole thing had panned out. So doo-doo-doo. after that, we have what have I covered? Yeah, after that we have oh shit, we have Mike Perry and. Daniel Rodriguez. I mean, how many fights have I even covered here? God, I hope I'm not getting confused. Yeah, so... Uh, it's not good for the podcast. Uh, so the the next fight after after that was the Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez fight, the weight, um division. Now, for this fight, this is one of those fights, I have to say, that um, I thought because Mike Perry looks like a someone who's big and someone who you know, is known for dishing out very heavy blows and really dangerous strike. His striking is quite, you know, dangerous, you know, um, for the um, other person. He does, Perry does have a solid chin, a granite chin, so he can take, he can absorb shots pr- fairly well. So it's one of those fights that I thought that the other guy probably has a lot more to lose, but that just was not the case. Um, you know, initially in the days leading up to the fight, I did, uh, my money wasn't my Perry to win, so, to start off with, both fighters did show some what seemed to be some really, really good stand-up, especially for Daniel Rodriguez. But, you know, it did seem that Mark Perry was getting the worst end of the deal. So, he made a smart move, went in for a takedown. and um, Went in for a takedown. He um, showed how good his ground game is. Um, and, of course, his, as I said before, his striking was is heavy and dangerous. But, you know, his stand-up just wasn't as good as Rodriguez, just wasn't as good as as his opponent. And towards the end of the fight, I could see that um, Perry uh, was quite badly injured. His face was a bloody mess. And I think his nose, he's notorious for having this nose. And every fight, it always gets broken or damaged. We can see that it looks very awkwardly indented uh, just around the bridge area. So, yeah, he um, did with... Rodriguez did win by unanimous decision um, because I think he'd managed to get a plenty you know, stand up was a lot better than um, Perry's uh, stand up and he managed to get uh, far more shots in there Um, but you know it's one of those fights that for me as a novice mixed martial arts fan I'm learning more and more about the sport all the time uh, looks can be deceiving it doesn't ma- matter um how big you are how tall you are you know, it just depends how smart you are with the tools you have in your arsenal you know, how smart you are with your striking your overall stand-up, your cardio, and how good you—you know—how smart you are, your ground game, with judo, your jiu-jitsu, and your wrestling. You now, those—I can see—I'm learning all the time that those those sorts of things um, do have um, just how you use them inter- inter- intelligently, how well you use them smartly, and just not make it too complicated. Really, can have a big impact on whether you come out as the successor or the loser in a situation like this. I don't know another fight. So that was. One, two, three, four, I think there's another one that I should have covered, so I uh, All right, oh, I think. Yeah, um, uh, there was one fight that I should have covered and I should have seen. I was looking everywhere for this fight because um, at the time when the fights was actually happening, I, I couldn't watch it, but I was looking over a over UFC fight pass, over YouTube, everywhere I could think of the fight between Mackenzie Dern and Nina Ansaroff, uh, the, the only female um, fight that's happening on the main card, on the main half of the uh, fight card for um, UFC Vegas 23 Women's Strawweight Division for some reason I couldn't get a proper uh replay of that fight, so um sorry guys, um that's just not really good of me. But on the pr- uh, preliminary cards, the um there was one fight at the heavyweight division between Jarvis Danho uh, versus Jorgen de Castro, the heavyweight division. Um so the the fight starts off basically both guys are so I'm not trying to retell a story or anything like that, but or just trying to retell it as best as I can do both guys are patiently just pacing up and down. Uh, there was a few kicks, a dish up by um, Dan Ho, and then um, just this fight just lasted just approximately half, or maybe just about, um, yeah, just over a half of the five minutes for of the first round. And um, just towards the end, not too far off from the end of the first round, then I just landed a heavy right hand, which uh, knocked his opponent, which I couldn't really see at the first. Uh, how he had done it, but I think they replayed it again just after the uh, they stopped the fight. They replayed it again, like I could see. that actually it was with his right hand towards his opponent's temple, um, uh, towards the Casper's temple that actually put him in a, in in somewhat of a daze. Guy just um, fell down, and uh, as D- Dominic Cruz was saying while he was commentating cage side. That did look like quite quite a nasty a nasty KO. I mean, I don't know how these people do it. How these um, MMA athletes do it? You get knocked out like that, put into a daze. Just I've heard some, some of some stories. People get knocked out, then they come to again. you're just knocked out for about a few seconds. Then what's going on? Then you kind of come. You're kind of like you wake up again. Uh, you wake back up again, and um, you really you come to you come round again to uh, from being knocked out and uh you know from you come around again from being knocked out and then you um just go back go back to fighting and just continue as if nothing happened i mean that's something for me that if i was to be be put in that situation if i was a professional mixed martial arts athlete or even to do to do that as a hobby um it's something that for me i'll take a lot for me it'll take it'll take a lot of getting used to because it's Something for me that just seems very very awkward and uh weird now, as well as uh looking at this cu- looking at this fight um, just um last night um, during the week there was the uh, one championship um on one t n t yeah now this uh there was uh the there's one fight that that charlie told me about and but there was another fight really which was the more or less a sense of attention. Uh, which was a fight between Eddie Alvarez versus Yuri Lapicus now um now i think what really um uh, basically it was it, i think it came to it, what it came down to was Eddie Alvarez being disqualified because of an illegal uh strike to the back of his opponent's head to the back of Lapicus's head now um how the fight started basically uh, really just starts and in the first round um Alvarez did seem a lot more patient um it looked quite quite patient in his just in his stand up and how he attacks the opponent before going in for a takedown and again lampicus up against the fence whilst still ha- ha- having him on the floor but at the same time same time having him clinched up against the fence and um what had happened is that um I, i've forgotten how this actually went down what had happened is that basically um whilst Eddie Alvarez had his opponent up against the fence, he was trying to, he was was hitting, let me, he was hitting um, what, in mixed martial arts, basically, okay, let's say in one championship, anyway, because that's the organisation that 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 the fight happened in. Um, If you're hitting your opponent, you cannot hit your opponent towards the back of the head. Of course, this would be obviously known to many mixed martial arts fans and to many combat sports fans. Um, So, if you hit your opponent to the back of the head, unless if you're touching their ear, then it's not classed as illegal. If, you, if it's, it's clearly just blatantly straight, you know, to the back of their head, then that's a clear it's clearly illegal and it's a clear disqualification. Now, when I first saw the footage I thought, okay, yeah, he hit Lapaket's head, so he deserved the disqualification. That's the consequences, that's the punishment. You've got to live with it and it is what it is. But then when he came away saying that, um, that no, it wasn't the case at all. No, he wasn't hitting the back of Lapicus's head. Um, I was thinking, no, you, you, you gotta be joking. I could, I saw that footage myself, and you know, there's just one of, it's one of those situations where, the athlete knows they've done wrong, but they're just trying to save face by saying no, it didn't happen, that didn't happen, blah blah blah. The referee's wrong. Um, but I went back and I watched the footage about twenty times just to make sure that I saw everything as best as I could. When I saw what Lapachus has actually done, whilst um Eddie Alvarez had Lapacus up against the fence, obviously Lapachus in this situation, a very vulnerable situation whereby he can't defend himself at all, can't move his arms because he's just in a really awkward situation. He just kinda of moved to defend himself or even get out of that situation. So I was watching what, what was going on and Lapacus just as um, Alvarez was hitting was like hitting the hitting his ear, just hitting the side of his side of his head, not the back, but the side of his head. Lapicus clearly shifted his head just uh, furthermore to the right, so now the back of his head is fully exposed. And so, um, as Eddie Alvarez is hitting his head, does I think he does so unknowingly, unintentionally, just land his first uh, his strike on the back of um, Lapicus's head. Now, in that situation, it almost looks like, and someone said this online on one of the forums, and when I saw this, um, I could now understand where Eddie Alvarez, why he was so. Um, angry and why he was so um, just felt the whole thing was just so unfair and even a lot of the media outlets in the US because he's an American mixed martial arts athlete so a lot of the media outlets are watching the fight he even said that a lot of them were actually up in arms were annoyed at to um, uh, uh, were annoyed at the results of the judge's decision um, and I can understand I can um, you know I agree someone on I think it was on Reddit and one of the forums said that the opponent Lapagos was fishing was fishing. What well, I say in quotation, marks, but was fishing for, for a uh, you know a, just just some some sort of like a trap. As I said, um, as I was thinking, so some sort of disqualification, and yeah, it, it does look that way because of course in that situation, you you know both guys know the rules really really well, especially for them at their level of fighting, they will know the rules very very very, very well. Um, it does look like Lapkus almost like laid out a trap for Alvarez, and Alvarez unknowingly unintentionally fell into that trap. Because you know, obviously, in that situation, Lapagos knows there's nothing else he can do. He's by the fence. He's completely almost like closed off from defending himself. He can't get out of that situation, and therefore, th- for that reason, he needs. If he can't stop the situation, well, if he can't get out of the situation, if he can't. If he can't defend himself in that situation, then at least he has to do something to stop, you know, stop the attacks from uh, the attack from happening and to stop the situation from going any further, from getting worse. So, of course, he, you know. He turned his head. And so I can see why Alvarez is very upset about the decision that the judges made that night. And, um, you know, it does seem very unfair. At first, when I saw the um, the camera footage, I thought, no, disqualification is what it deserves. That's just the consequence. I don't hate Ali Alvarez. I like him. He's a decent guy. Um, from what I can see, he's a decent person. Uh, but, you know, in this sport, in this business, you know, if you break the rules, you have to pay the, you know, you suffer the consequences. So that's what I thought was at first, but running the footage back, and I looked, and I looked, and I looked very, very closely, I could see what had actually happened, and the other guy did something very, very slick, I was going to say smart, but no, it was far more, you know, far more on the side of being slick than smart, because he, he, um, he laid a trap, for me, and many people may disagree with me when I say this, but he, almost like he laid a trap for his opponent, and his opponent fell in there, so, Alvarez is Alvarez is saying that um, he wants the whole thing to be at least he wants wants the judges to um, revise the decision. But um, let's see, um, let's see uh, what happens. Um, I think probably he did. He say he wants probably no contest instead of a disqualification. I know contest probably works a bit better for him. though it's it's still not what he wants. But uh, understandably, you know, I I'd, I'd feel the same way if, if I was in his shoes. If I were in his shoes. So I was gonna say. so after uh, Marvin has um won his uh d- d- keep saying uh, uh just speaking about it no less than what feels like five minutes ago after after Marvin Tori's successful win against kevin holland u f c vegas twenty three he now wants a title shot after his win against uh, Kevin Holland and potentially I think he wants that against Derek Bronson. And I think, yeah, I would agree they should get a title shot. Um, he's had what about five wins now? Get it back on the system. Yep. That's Kevin Holland, Jack Hammerson Carl Robertson, Andrew Sanchez, Cesar Ferreira. One, two, three, four. four which are now five wins. So, um, and looking at the rankings. Kevin Holland, although I'm not sure if um, the how long it takes the UFC um, to update the information on their server, but from what I can see here, Kevin Holland sits at number 10, Marvin Rattori sits at number 6, so yeah, it's understandable that um, he wants um, a title shot now, um, even though um, Kevin Holland was ranked significantly lower than uh, Marvin Rattori in the middleweight UFC uh, division rankings. Uh, Vittori still took the fight, so the events could go could go ahead. Um, his fight with his opponent um, was was going to be the main um, the main headlining event for the O4 UFC Vegas twenty three event. Uh, he should have fought Darren Till, who is sitting at number five. So uh, it's obvious that uh, it's obvious as to why he still took the fight with um, Kevin Holland. And um, for me, even that for me. I'll just give my opinion instead of being about basing about the bush and bullshitting here. Yes, I think he should get the title shot. If you think there's still some, if, if you think there's still more to this, um, more to this that I'm still yet to know, yet to understand, say it in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, but uh, from the information I can see, is one is past fights, past five fights um He's ranked at a significantly high position in the at um, a fairly high position in the uh middleweight division rankings for the UFC. So yeah, I think that maybe a title shot potentially is on the cards. Depends what the UFC and Dana White think. um And yeah, don't think there's anything else I've got to say there. But guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You enjoyed this podcast. Uh, if we do did enjoy it, please don't forget to leave a like. Uh, don't forget to, to subscribe my podcast is also available on Spotify Google Podcast SoundCloud and it's now available on Apple Podcasts I finally managed to sort out the issue that was just for you know something uh, the artwork basically was being rejected by the uh, Apple Podcast server but it's now on it's now on Apple Podcasts but they're still reviewing it before it becomes officially available to be listened to and downloaded so um Yes guys, um hopefully enjoy this and you can also catch me on on Instagram, my name is IkoJarko one, on Twitter and Facebook my name is my name is and yes guys, um take care and see you in the next one. And guys um sorry just brief, brief, briefly before I go um sorry about the lighting um it my it was my intention to film this far earlier on in the day around two p m three p m here in the uh here in the u k uh, g m t so just without going into any of that just uh, it was my intention to film this earlier when the daylight would have been better when the lighting would have been better um so i uh, do apologize for that now it 's about seven twenty p m here in the evening here in the u k So I do apologise for that because I'm trying to use as much daylight as possible for just better lighting for the video and so the video quality will ultimately be better. So uh, I do apologise about that and thanks again.